developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Well, I know what your answer is going to be. Oh, okay. Who do you think is the MVP of the Rebel Alliance? Why? Oh, well, okay. Let's just get it out of the way. Big Dark Lighter. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Happy New Year, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, Ormapa asks if John Williams will come out of retirement to score the new Jedi Order movie. That was like some fun, I wouldn't call it news, but just John Williams said, you know, I might not fully retire. If the right movie came along, then maybe I would do another movie. What a tease. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he just, I don't think he really does want to quit. He keeps threatening to retire. I mean... He, I'm sure he probably feels very close to all the Star Wars movies and, and the music, obviously. And so it makes total sense for him to tease this and to say, well, you know, maybe. I seem to remember back in 2015 when the sequels were coming out, I, I think he was like throwing around the idea of retiring, but he straight up said that he loves Ray's theme. He he wants to keep scoring music for Ray specifically. So uh, I'll see if I can find that quote. But that just seems like if they're making a new Jedi Order movie that he'd be like, well, that would be fun. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, doing this sort of thing probably keeps him young. So maybe he's like not ready still to just fully retire yeah and i kind of wonder if this could be a case kind of like solo a star wars story or the obi-wan kenobi series where he comes in and records a new theme for uh yeah. han and then obi-wan ray already has her own theme but he might score something new that's like using Ray's theme, but it could be like a new Jedi Order theme. I don't know. I, I But I could see him coming in to compose like one major piece of music for the film. Mm -hmm. Are, is that something that you want to see him do? Or do you think it's time to, to let some more new people do the Star Wars movies? I'm happy to listen to John Williams compose as much music as he wants to. I'm also happy to let the man rest and retire, but like it, it seems like it's something that he wants to keep on doing, and who am I to stop him? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I think the happy middle ground for this would be for him to come back and do like one big theme. Yeah, I mean that that just seems to make sense for him to come in, have fun, but you know, he's 91 years old. Like, I, I'm sure he just wants some time for himself to rest. But if he wants to compose the whole movie, go for it. Uh, but it, it does seem like it, it would be a good way to kind of transition away from, like, this isn't a Skywalker saga movie per se, but it is related. And so if there were uh, a new composer, or if it were like, john powell or g giacchino um but but still if john came in and did one more song but <laughs> i feel like he's just gonna keep saying one more, one more. song uh, yeah one more song he's just coming out for encore after encore 
David Tonner wants to know which characters would have the easiest and hardest times keeping their New Year's resolutions. Uh, start with easiest. The first person I thought of was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. I feel like he's just gonna stick to whatever he says no matter what. He's got the, the self-discipline, I feel like, down pretty well. That's who I was going to say. Oh, okay. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, there are a lot of options for this. I feel like Leia would do a good job of setting uh, clear and defined goals for herself that she could hit. Yeah. Maybe throughout his life, I would say maybe Yoda, because what's one year's worth of, of a resolution for Yoda? And what, yeah, what do you think his resolutions look like at 900 years? Like, for a while, he probably had normal resolutions, but at, at this point, I wonder what he even wants to do. Like, just probably try to find a new dish you've never had or something. It's mm -hmm. like, what else is there to experience? Maybe they just get weirder and weirder uh -huh. as he gets older. He he makes resolutions to be kookier around the younglings, and yeah. that's that's how he got to Luke. One year he's like, "I'm gonna try a toupee, just, just to see it's if like, it works for me." Captain Holt in Brooklyn Nine Nine when he comes in in the blue coat and their little red hat. Fine, I was trying something and it didn't work. Uh, and then the hardest times keeping their resolutions. Han. Yeah. I don't know, like, would Anakin even make resolutions? I feel like, well, he might make resolutions. He might do a good job at keeping his resolutions, but they'd be something like, be even more chaotic. Annoy Obi-Wan more. Mm, yeah. Um, for some reason, Hondo is coming to mind. <laughs> like, I think he could talk himself out of just about any resolution. Either that or he makes a resolution and then is convincing himself that he is following them when he's clearly not. Uh, Lando might be a good answer because he is someone that, you know, in the Star Wars comics now, we're seeing him become a better person. Uh, but for a while, it seemed like he had Lobot encouraging him to be better and he just kind of refused to. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I think like later in life, Lando would do a good job at keeping his resolutions. But before that, earlier Lando would maybe want, he'd like feel that urge to be better. And then just wouldn't. Yeah. Geode. What? Well, he's time. solid as a rock. But he would have a hard time. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going. <laughs> well, yeah, he just <laughs> loves clubbing too much and yeah. chatting up everyone. He's such a flirt. What are like the, what about the main High Republic Jedi? I was thinking maybe Elzar would have a difficult time with a resolution. Uh, yeah. He seems to struggle. He would be the harder with side. With that kind of thing. Stellan would be the more resolute. Yeah. Kate L. asks if we'll be doing any more Explain It To Me's in 2024. I think I will say definitely yes. Uh, we were talking last week about what was coming out in 2024 that we were excited about. And we were like, Rings of Power might happen, it might not. And then back then we weren't sure if the War of the Rohira movie was supposed to be released in 2024. And it is, like right at the end of the year. Uh, anything Lord of the Rings, I do want to cover. Uh It'll be on our other channel, but our friend Ashton just knows so much <laughs> about that world. I was going to say, if you don't know what Explain It To Me is... Yeah, we haven't done it in a couple of years. We were doing it mostly during the pandemic, but we were, it was on our second channel, and it was like we picked uh, a topic or a show 
that we didn't know much about, but we knew someone else who knew a lot about, and we would have them on and explain it to us. Yeah, so we did like all of the MCU shows that were coming out. Uh, we did the Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, that one was fun. Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, but really, the reason I wanted to do it is because of well, Ashton is, first of all, he just seems to know a lot about everything. So he was like our permanent guest. Uh, but Lord of the Rings is his top fandom. And it's something that I love, but I don't know nearly as much as he does. It's funny, but like we just watched all three movies uh, at the start of the year. And then last night, Molly was asking me a bunch of questions. And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm so used to him explaining stuff to me. That was an odd, odd feeling. Well, you were asking like very deep philosophical questions that I was like, I know Ashton would know this. <laughs> And, but I know I, but people are sometimes like, you should make Tolkien explained or so-and-so explained. And I'm like, <laughs> literally Star Wars is all I have. But I was like, also <laughs> like, was Shelob always a spider? I know there's a sexy Shelob in a video game. Yeah. And Ashton hates that, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're, we're derailing. But yes, uh, I plan on doing explain it to me for War of the Rohirrim, Rings of Power if it comes out. We're also fans with, or uh, friends with other like Lord of the Rings content creators like Don Marshall. Uh, so we'd want to have other guests on to mm -hmm. talk about that stuff. But And then, I mean, we could do something like Dune. That's so something that I know very little about. I enjoyed the first movie. We're going to go see the second mm -hmm. movie. That could be another one that we might tiptoe into. Yeah, I, I don't think we did... Did we do one for the first one? I can't remember, but that's something so. else that Ashton knows a whole lot about. But a lot of our friends are very into Dune, so maybe we could make that a big, like, IRL friends talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah, that could be fun. Elo Asti wants to know what character we would pick if we had to exclusively dress in their outfits for the entire year. I'm going to let you go first on this. I mean, the easy answer, I think, would be Padme. She's got a huge wardrobe, lots of like really cool, fancy outfits, lots of practical stuff. We see a ton of her outfits in Clone Wars, too. So I don't want to say her just because that would be the easy answer. Maybe Kira, because like she also has a lot of practical and fancy outfits, and like she's got some really cool outfits from the comics. I think Kira's a great answer. I, I like her style. She, Yeah, she's got like elegant stuff that isn't too crazy like Padme. Padme, you got to think, has a lot of hard to care for outfits. You yeah. wear one of those dresses and you know it's dry clean only. And, and that's I would just need, a hassle. I, I would need the handmaiden's help to probably get it on. <laughs> right. So. I mean, I would do my best, but you would walk out of that looking <laughs> like uh, it's backwards and upside down somehow. I don't I don't really go to that many fancy events, too. So I don't you'd be seeing a lot of me here doing the Q&A in her very fancy outfits. And yeah, like you were just complaining about how hot your sweatshirt is while we yeah. filmed the Q&A. Like just consider wearing a huge gown. I would be sweating buckets. <laughs> Uh, I was going to go in the opposite direction and just say Han Solo because I'm the kind of person that will wear the same thing over and over and over again. So like, yeah, I just open up my closet and I take a shirt, a vest, some pants. I'm done. Like I'm Han Solo. I wear the same thing every day of the year. That's that's definitely the easy way to go. Sure. What about Cal? Cal technically has a bunch of different wardrobe 
choices if, if you're going by the video game rules. That's true. And you know what? If I could like wake up, I guess I could just close my eyes and pull stuff out. But like to just randomize your outfit every day, that would be kind of fun. And hair, hairdo, uh-huh. hairstyle. But then you'd be embarrassed to go out with me. Mm. Why? <laughs> Because of how I look and dress, <laughs> I would I would look well, like, insane. You can randomize it and then adjust. You well, don't have then to. Then it's not random, Molly. Okay. <laughs> Today's video is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Say goodbye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Ryan Reynolds' company, Mint Mobile, is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. That's less than half of what I was paying before. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash starwars. That's mintmobile.com slash starwars. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash starwars. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. On to YouTube questions, Michael Caddick asks if we could see Exegol in The Bad Batch. So there were some kind of connecting the dots in the rest of that question about how okay. uh, Palpatine very early on in the Empire was making plans and Exegol was involved and stuff. But I, I don't think it's going to play into the Bad Batch story the way that this is the final, the third and final season. And there's already a lot of dangling threads surrounding the clones. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the focus of this season that we're talking about the clones and their conclusion, and not so much what's up with the Sith. Right. That just sounded like a T-shirt or like the name of a show or something. What's up with the Sith? What's up with the What's up with the Sith? Um. No, I don't think so. Because, like you said, that that's a very Sith place to go. I think we would only see it if Palpatine were there for whatever reason, and we needed a Palpatine scene of him up there, but. It just doesn't, like, connect with the Bad Batch for me. I think there are ways it could happen because we have Mount Tantus. We have these cloning experiments. We know that it that, that probably connects to Palpatine what he wants to do down the line. So maybe, like, it would be a fun, I don't know, post-credits thing, but or maybe a little tease that they're, they're going to ship something from Mount Tantus to the Unknown Regions. But I don't think the Bad Batch is going to visit the planet i don't expect a big plot point to take place there i think that there will be little connections and hints but not necessarily something on screen yeah it would be nice to get maybe like just a name drop of like because there is that little connection of the cloning technology we could get a name drop but i don't think we'll see it yeah it it just to me makes sense that all of this stuff would technically connect back to Exegol, but that's more for the the fans who know it all and read it all to be able to connect those dots instead of spelling it out literally. 
I kind of feel like the Bad Batch and then the Mandalorian are kind of joint building up to Exegol stuff. Speaking of Exegol, Henbra TV wants to know if Dooku knew about Exegol and the Sith Eternal. I'm going to guess no on that. Um, I feel like Maul may have because Palpatine did seem to train him, at least in canon. I, I think he was training him to be a true Sith apprentice and then he lost him. Dooku, to me, always seemed like, well, I need someone to help out until Anakin is ready. Mm-hmm. And this guy is a politician. Like, he's very useful, but I don't think Palpatine necessarily was, uh, unless he killed Anakin mm-hmm. in Revenge of the Sith, then he probably would have been like, hey, come on, check this out. Uh, but, like, even Vader in the comics didn't know about Exegol and the fleet and everything that was being built until he sought it out himself. Like, he found right. out just because he was chasing after Palpatine. That definitely feels more like a secret that Palpatine would keep just for himself. Almost like a backup, backup, backup plan. Like, I can go here and no one will know what it is or how to get to me. And yeah, Dooku was more on the political side. And yes, he was a Sith, but he was just being kind of manipulated and used by Palpatine for more the political aspect and not necessarily like, hey, you want to come check out Exegol with me? Right. That's uh, even if Anakin had died in the Clone Wars and he was like, oh, well, I guess Dooku's my permanent apprentice. We'll figure out how this goes. I just don't think that, yeah, he'd be showing everyone. I, I think it's really interesting that in the comics, Vader finds it almost on accident and is like, what is all of this? <laughs> so. Although, I mean, Dooku was very studious and probably enjoyed history. He might have like known a little something about it, but just didn't know that Palpatine was using mm. it. It, it. That's I could see Dooku finding out about it, but... Yeah, I I don't think Palpatine was sending out invitations <laughs> to everyone. Come to that my Sith Eternal party. Yeah. We're all black, please. <laughs> Nathan Sheldahl asks, "What was Pippin's favorite Star Wars story of 2023?" Yeah, everyone was asking us, but no one asked about Hilo or Pippin. The one, the past two Q and A's, he's been up here in our faces, and today, nowhere to be seen. Well, he got fed a little. Or we're recording this after he's been fed, so he's acting a little less desperate right now. <laughs> uh, well, Hilo, to be fair, like snored through most everything that we watched. So to the point where we had to change our whole setup, use different microphones. It, it was a whole thing. He was too obnoxious. Um, I'm gonna guess that Pippin's favorite was The Mandalorian season three, only because I like I, from my memory, that's what he was around for more. And we can pretend it's because he loves Grogu and Din and everything, but really it's because we were watching them very early in the morning, so he would want to cuddle with us for warmth, and it was before his breakfast time, so he was probably just hanging out. Like, I do think in a couple of our reactions he, like, stabbed us. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Like, hit us with the claws. He probably saw the way that Din would pick up Grogu and was like, oh, I like that. I want to be picked up. I do that all the time. (laughs) I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you're right. I think he, if he had to pick his favorite show of the year, it would probably be that. I I don't remember him being around 
as much during Ahsoka, but that's because we were able to watch that in the evenings. And so that was after he had been fed. And yeah. uh, I think he was a little more chill. Can so, you imagine uh, if Pippin had one of those little prams that he could just ride anywhere? Oh, God. He would be a nightmare. I mean, he already is kind of a nightmare. He already can go anywhere. Like, but like giving he, him he... hover technology is <laughs> is even worse. I guess that's true. Cats can jump pretty high, but still, he he would have access to so much more stuff to knock over. Yeah, all of this would be gone. That's true. Hmm. Okay. Well, I know what your answer is going to be. Oh, okay. Who do you think is the MVP of the Rebel Alliance? Why? Oh, well, okay. Let's just get it out of the way. Biggs Darklighter. <laughs> I mean, without him, Luke would have died. Uh, he had to hold out b- before Han Solo got there to help Luke. Uh, Biggs actually gave his life. Uh, he didn't flee like Wedge. I love Wedge too, but... <laughs> and Wedge didn't flee. He had to go. Um, but... Big sacrificed his life. Without him, Luke wouldn't have got the shot off. Big Starklighter. Hmm. Great mustache, A+. plus. Yeah. I, uh, the easy answer, I guess, is Wedge. Um, but as much grief as I give Luke for being able to just, like, come into this so late in the game, get in the cockpit and, like, fly an X-Wing and be as good as everybody else he does have the force and he was able to use it to get the shot in so part of me wants to say luke because of that if i'm going to put my biases aside then i i do think wedge antilles is probably the the answer to go with because he doesn't have the force he's just a regular guy doing his best to help the galaxy he is there for every major battle. He flies and helps destroy two Death Stars and then keeps on fighting the good fight. And mm. Like, th- there's a lot of great stuff to say about Wedge, but uh, no mustache, so B+. I also want to give a, a, a special... B B-plus is too low. <laughs> I want to give a special shout out to R2-D2 because without That's him, true. they wouldn't have been able to get around quite a like any of that stuff i mean like r2d2 saved the day how many times and yeah he probably doesn't get the recognition he deserves uh i I just recorded a podcast this past week it'll be out uh in like a month um but it was with skywalk before you run and uh it's a, a podcast of someone who has never seen star wars before and so my section of a new hope that i watched and discussed with her was the last half hour of a new hope and you know most people at the end are like why didn't chewbacca get a medal but she was very like why didn't r2 get a medal and i was like you know what i have not seen that argument get brought up nearly enough r2d2 because he's a droid just doesn't receive the recognition he deserves sometimes if if l3 had been there she would have screamed about it until they got medals that's true That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Blue Sky, and Threads. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.